This Day in Maine is made possible by listeners and by Eastern Basements, a division of Maine-owned Eastern Mold Remediation. Offering crawl space repairs and waterproofing, easternbasements.com. From Maine Public Radio and mainepublic.org, I'm Patty White with the news on This Day in Maine, Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. Governor Janet Mills today introduced a $71 million spending plan that includes a boost in public education, housing, and mental health funding. Steve Missler has more. The governor's proposal would bump the state's current two-year budget to $10.4 billion by tapping an anticipated revenue surplus. While that surplus is pegged at roughly $265 million, Mills has proposed banking nearly 40 percent of it to make sure the state can continue to fund existing programs when revenues plateau. Overall, the spending plan focuses on several policy priorities, including a response to the mass shootings in Lewiston last fall. It creates a victim's fund to pay for uncovered medical expenses for mass shooting survivors, as well as a network of crisis prevention centers, including one in Lewiston. Mills would also spend $6 million to rehabilitate state parks and public lands, damaged in a wave of violent storms, and allocate money to municipalities for climate resiliency planning. The proposal is now in the hands of the legislature, which can modify it before sending it back to the governor for final approval. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Steve Missler. Federal officials say the rope found on a dead right whale that washed ashore on Martha's Vineyard last month is from Maine. Nicola Grisco reports. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration found purple markings on the gear found deeply embedded in the tail of the young female, which is consistent with the rope used by Maine lobstermen. In a statement to the lobster industry, Maine Department of Marine Resources Commissioner Patrick Kelleher says he reviewed the gear in person and confirmed the purple markings. He called the incident unfortunate and rare. He says this is the first time that Maine gear has ever been found on a dead right whale. But scientists caution that the vast majority of right whale entanglements are undetected, and the gear historically has not been recovered or identified. And Amy Knowlton of the New England Aquarium says the Maine lobster fishery began consistently marking its gear about two years ago. We have many, many cases where we don't know where the gear is from. It's retrieved and it's rope only. There's no gear mark on it. Um, So we can't link it to a region. Now that there's gear marking, we're beginning to get a better sense of where these events are happening. Both NOAA and the Maine DMR say they're still investigating the death. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Nicola Grisco. The rezoning request for a controversial metallic mineral mining proposal in northern Penobscot County was denied today by the Land Use Planning Commission. Caitlin Bedayan has the details. Ontario-based Wolfden Resources first asked state officials to rezone nearly 400 acres for a mine just over a year ago, a proposal that would be the first test of Maine's strict mining regulations. But after hearing concerns from residents and environmental groups, the Land Use Planning Commission voted 5-2 to to deny the rezoning, prompting cheers from project opponents in the room. Tim Carr, senior planner for the commission, outlined its concerns. Staff found that the water resources around the area are of high quality and have a high public value that requires protection, and that the risk of long-term adverse impacts to water resources, including fisheries and aquatic habitats, is great. Jeremy Willett, vice president of project development for Wolfton, called the decision disappointing. He says the company has not yet decided if it will appeal. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Caitlin Bedayan. 
The Maine Department of Corrections continues to struggle to open smaller-scale alternatives to the state's youth detention facility in South Portland. And as Kevin Miller reports, one big reason is hiring. On average, 28 young people were held at the Long Creek Youth Development Center each day last year. That's roughly half the average daily population in the two years before the COVID pandemic, which Department of Corrections officials say is bucking the trend seen in many other states. But Associate Commissioner Christine Tebow told lawmakers that it's been a challenge to open alternative facilities that are smaller than Long Creek, but still secure. It's easy to imagine that you could create a program in the community for some of the highest acute behaviorally challenged adolescents, but it is not easy to effectuate. Whether you talk about staffing it with DOC staff or partnering with a community provider, this is a challenging population to work with. Tebow says the department spent $1.3 million on a pilot project in Auburn. But the residential treatment contractor hired to run the facility struggled to find staff, and the facility closed after serving just eight young men in one year. The Department of Corrections also opened a small facility adjacent to Long Creek for young women, but it also closed after less than a year, again because of insufficient staffing. As of December 1st, there were 30 vacancies among the staff at Long Creek whose positions are similar to correctional officers. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Kevin Miller. Portland-based veterinary company Covetris has agreed to pay $23.5 million for sending misbranded prescription drugs to customers across the U.S. Covetris has several U.S. locations, and the settlement was announced by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Western District of Virginia. Investigators say that between 2019 and 2021, Covetris shipped more than $20 million in prescription drugs from non-pharmacy locations to end users who weren't authorized to receive them. Such shipments are deemed misbranded. A Covetra spokesperson says the company fully cooperated with the U.S. Attorney's Office and is committed to complying with federal and state laws. And that's today's Maine News. For more stories, visit mainepublic.org. Coming up on Maine Calling at 11 tomorrow morning, cultural appropriation. Join the discussion to learn about this issue in Maine and elsewhere. I'm Patty White. Thanks for listening.